God bless you. Welcome, Pastor Derek Fletcher here with Yes and Amen Youth Church with Derek and Iyani. God bless you on today. Sit back and we have an excellent lesson for you and uh, enjoy the music while we get prepared. All right, God bless you.
Amen. God bless everyone on today. Can everyone hear me? Yes. yes. All right. Welcome. On today, we have a great lesson talking about Philippians. The title of the lesson is Jesus is Enough. We're going to open up with prayer on today. Father, we thank you for this lesson. We thank you for all the people that are all around the world, all the kids and adults that are listening and learning from this lesson. Let the words go forward and settle into the spirit of the matter of men and women, children, uh, boys and girls. We thank you for the privilege and the opportunity on, to do, on today that every student hear and receive of your word. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray and we thank you. Amen. All right, can everyone see my screen? Yes. All right, so so we're looking at, and this is like part three in the series, uh, kind of like a series, or and this is like part two of Philippians, I think two or three. And so it says here, so we want to provide you with a, a uh, cursory understanding of the book of Philippians. And we also want to challenge you as students um, to realize that your life is not uh, validated by your possessions and the things that you are tangible or your status in life. <laughs> and so we also want to inspire you Amen. To to be content with life and with the person and the work of Jesus Christ. And so contentment, contentment, coveting, 
following Jesus, greed, happiness, and self-worth. Let's look at our memory scripture for today, Philippians 4 and 12. It says, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in part in plenty or in want. All right, let's I'm gonna read it again. Philippians 4 and 12. It says, I know what it is, what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have planted, I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in need. Again, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in need. All right, we're gonna go through it again, and I want you to repeat after me. Is everyone ready? Yes. Okay. I know what it is to be in need. I know, I know what it is to be in need. And I know what it is to have plenty. And I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content. I have learned the secret of being content. In any and every situation. In any and every situation. Whether. Whether. Well fed or hungry. Well fed or hungry. Whether living in plenty or in need. Whether living in plenty or in want. Okay, in want, I'm sorry. I don't know why I said need in that. So, <clears throat> okay. Living in want. Oh, because need was up here. I just kind of transfigured that. Okay, we already prayed. Okay, this is like a group activity. Why are so many people obsessed with having more? That's a think about it question, right? People want more candy. They want more treats. They want more uh, Nintendo time. They want more uh, Minecraft time. They want more tangible things. But what about the things of God? Do you want more of God? What about that? So what are some things you can never have enough of? Right, and they have some examples, good food, 
money. What about friendship, love, and etc.? Do you think of yourself as someone who is content? Why or why not, Derek? Mm. Are you content? Mm. No. Okay. What about you, Yanni? Are you content? No. Okay. All right, Derek, why are you not content? Well, All right, I'll come back to you. Kind of, oh, go ahead. You got an answer? I kind of am content. Okay. focus on some games. Oh, okay. All right. Or... The games shouldn't be the basis for your contentment. The games should be just something to pass time. I mean, to, to enjoy them, but your central focus of content should be on God, God yeah. and learning about him, not the games, the, those things. Okay, Yanni, you'll go, why, why not? Yeah. So explain it. Explain your answer. I wouldn't consider myself a person of content. 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 Okay. In this case, content means a person who's happy, a person who is stable. They, they're not like going after more things. Oh. Content. Are you happy? I, I should thought, I should explain the meaning of content I to you guys. I meant like uh you don't need like a lot of stuff or you're not like right, yeah, that too. I mean that's part of it. Right? You're not crying for more stuff, right? <laughs> Okay, um, all right. So I'm content. Um, there's some things that God has for me to do, right? Um, wants me to open a uh, some group homes, wants me to uh, open a church warehouse style, a, a warehouse style where there's lots of room and, and then have a area specific for kids to do. Uh, what's needed. And so uh, let's look at this. Um, <clears throat> we are going to talk about contentment today, and it is going to be challenging, right? So you guys were challenged by, um, <clears throat> do you think of yourself as someone who's content, right? You guys were like, mm, uh. so <clears throat> we often think, of what we don't have instead of what we do have. Greed is more common than gratitude, right? So the bottom line is this. As believers in Christ, Jesus, Jesus should be enough for us. Let's go a little bit further. 
why is Jesus enough for us? He's the ultimate source. He's the ultimate pattern. And, and Paul talked about, he said, I've, been, I've had plenty and I've had lack, right? And, and so he's, he's, and the King James Version says that he's learned how to abase. And, and so that's the content, but we, we're doing the NIV here. And so we, we rarely, okay, throughout this entire series, we have talked about how Jesus is worth it. He is worth living or dying for. He is worth imitating. He is worth striving for. At the end of his letter in Philippians, right? And, and this is Paul who's writing it. Paul underscores this once more in some ways he wraps a bow on this letter and he makes one thing abundantly clear jesus is enough we rarely think that we have enough but we have more than enough in jesus we want more and more just like our game uh-oh we are not content, right? In today's passage, we will see that Paul has discovered the secret of contentment. When Jesus was all he had, it was all he needed, okay? So let's look at this chapter uh, verse, Philippians 4. 10 through 13. Let's see. One, two, three, four. Okay, Derek, read 10 and 11, and then Yanni, read 13 and 14. 12 and 13. So he said 10 and 11? Yeah, and then 12 and 13 for Yanni. I rejoice greatly. Okay, did you unmute? Did you unmute? I rejoice greatly in the Lord. That at last you read your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. Okay, go, Yan, unmute. I know what is to be in and I know what is to be I have learned the secret of being content. Content in any and every situation, whether no bed whether I can do all things through him who gives me Okay. So I can do all things through him who gives me strength. And the King James it says, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. 
All right, let's look at question number one. Derek, read question number one and answer the question. Something in my way. Does Paul seem to appreciate the Philippians concern for him? Yes. yes. Okay. All right. Definitely, he says in verse 10. Okay, Yanni, read question two and answer that one, please. Unmute first. Does Paul indicate that he is great in great need in great need in verse 11? In verse 11. Yes, he says. Yes, he says. Not saying this, diamond. I have one. I have one. Because I'm not saying this because he's in need. Okay. All right. So does Paul indicate that he is in great need? In eleven. No, he claims the opposite. He claims that he has everything that he needs, right? He said, I'm not saying this because I am in need for I have learned to be content with uh, whatever the circumstance is, right? So he says, because of Jesus, I've learned, I've learned to be content. Okay, uh, Yannick, do three and then Derek will do four. In what circumstance has Paul learned to be content according to verse 11? He says, I have learned to be content whatever the circumstance. Okay. Whatever the circumstances encountered. Okay. All right, Derek, number four, unmute. Paul says in verse 12 that whether that whether indeed or with he can be content he was learning he has learned to he has learned the secret of it Paul says in verse 12 that whether indeed or I have learned the secret of being content in every situation. Okay, the God gives strength. Okay, let's see, let's see. Said Jesus strengthens him. All right, cool. You guys doing pretty good on these questions. They're hard questions. You have likely heard Philippians 4 and 13 before. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Usually it is from an athlete who is facing a tough challenge 
or a student who has a big test. It is true. God does give us strength every day. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful. It says, however, the verse is actually in the context of contentment. It's not about having or doing more, but being content with what he, what you have or don't have and what you can do or can't do, right? It's about Christ being enough. When Jesus is all we have, he is all we need. So Christ should be enough. Let's review Paul's life and think about what he's being been teaching us. So what has he been teaching us? Iyani. Okay. Okay. So where is Paul as he writes these letters, Derek? Jail. Okay. In jail. Okay, in prison. All right. Wait, I remember these questions from last week. Uh-huh. Is this the first time he's been in jail, Iyani? No. No. No? Okay. All right. So what other things has he endured other than being in jail? He's endured some people and met some people. Okay. Some people, he's been bit by a snake. He's been tortured. He's dealt with loneliness, poverty, and and life endangerment, right? He was on a shipwreck. So there's so many things that he's endured already. All right. Does he complain in this letter, Derek? Any complaints from him? No. Right. He's, he said, I've learned to abase. I've learned to abound. I, I've learned to be content in whatever state that I am in. All right. And he says that. So what is Paul's goal? What do you think his goal is? Okay. Okay. What about his goal is to share the good news? And, and what you said is correct. I'm just adding to what you said, okay? What about you, Derek? What's Paul's goal? What do you think it is? Um, I think his goal is just to, like, uh, give the word by a letter and hoping no one would see it. Okay. Someone, sorry. Right. It's it's so. Um, and one lesson he talked about 
forgetting those things which are behind me. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high call in Jesus Christ. So his goal is the prize, right? He's looking for the prize and he's reaching for it. So to be with Jesus, that is his ultimate prize, okay? So Paul is writing here that Jesus is enough, that he has learned to be content. And he has backed up that statement with his life. Often we say Jesus is enough, but our lives do not demonstrate it. Okay, modern Christians need to ask themselves an important question. And it may be the toughest question we have wrestled with during this entire series. Don't, 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 don't. Is Jesus really enough for you? That's a question. Is Jesus, and no one answered this one yet. Is Jesus really enough for you? What do you think about that? Just think about it. Don't say anything. Is Jesus really enough? Okay, don't answer it. Just think about it. So we struggle to be content in three areas of our lives. Possessions, those things we can touch. Relationships with others, right? Mother, father, husband, wife, teachers, friends, students, right? And then our status in, in life, where, where do we fall, you know? So, so those are the areas that we have to deal with. Let us examine our lives in each of these areas, even if it hurts a little to do so. Is Jesus really enough? Okay. Do you do you value having a lot of possessions, Derek? Yes. You do? What about you, Yanni? Yeah. Yeah. You too? You do too? Okay. You're grateful. Okay. All right. For Christmas or for a birthday, have you ever rejected a gift saying you have enough already? No. no. What about you, Derek? Unmute your mic when you talk, Derek. Not really. Okay. Probably not, huh? So no. what is the last time, when is the last time you remember thinking, I'd like to have that? Uh, today? Today. What about you, Yanni? Mm. Huh? Mm. Today. Okay. Me too, today. Have you ever found yourself thinking that if you just had one, just had that one thing, your life would be better? If I just had that second Nintendo set, 
if I just had that tape or if I just had that other box to make that whatever, or I had that red uh, hair powder to make my hair red or whatever, right? Just that one more thing. Have you ever found yourself thinking that if you just had that one special thing, life would be better, right? We already talked about that or went through that. Okay, when was the last time you gave your gave something away, even though you still wanted it because you knew you didn't need it. Have you ever done that before? Excuse yeah. me. Okay. What was it? It was a Pokemon card. A Pokemon card. What about you, Yannick? Yes. Yes? Yes? What was it? Huh? Huh? We're on the, the last question, right? What about the last question? The last time you gave Uh huh. When we were doing the garage sale. Oh, yeah, that right. That's right. You guys learned a lot about. I gave up my LOL doll. Yeah. How much did they pay? That girl paid what, like 30 bucks for all of them? No, I only only got one of the two. She only got one. Okay. And it was a pet one. A pet one. Okay. So Paul says he knows that it is like what it is like to have little and to have plenty. Sometimes he struggled with that. But our goal should be that Jesus is enough. Jesus is all I need. Jesus is all everywhere I go, everything I do. Jesus is everything to me. All right, that's that's another time. So do you ever stress out over whether or not someone likes or respects you? Do you deal with that? No, not really. Okay, that's good, that's good. Do you find yourself thinking that you are not good enough for people to be your friend? Okay. Okay. When was the last time you went out of your way, perhaps even doing something you won't normally do to get someone's attention? Have you ever did that before? Mm. No? Okay. I have. I've done that before. Maybe doing the dishes. But 
Do you really view Jesus as a friend, Derek? Yes. What about you, Yanni? Yeah. Yes. Okay, both of you view Jesus as a friend. Okay. Do you interact with him as you do friends? Why or why not? Okay, I'll mute your mics for this one. So do you interact with Jesus? Yeah. yeah. I interact with Jesus, but more respectfully. Yeah. Okay. How is the relationship with him different? How is that relationship different? Yeah. All right. So there are some legitimate differences. For example, Jesus isn't physically in front of us right or sitting with us in math class or geometry class challenge students to think about how they okay okay so what about through prayer what about through reading scripture what about through coming to uh children's church and you learn about jesus his character and then you imitate his character and you pray to God and says, hey, I want to be more like Jesus. Teach me more. So what do you think a close friendship with Jesus should look like? Yanni and then Derek. I think that's close relationship with Jesus should look like uh, you and Jesus and stuff. And okay. I can't really hear you. I don't know what you said. Talking to him about your problems. Oh, talking to him about your problems. Okay. All right, good. Okay, Derek. So what do you think a close friendship with Jesus should look like? Well, you should probably talk to him. Okay. Did you unmute your mic? Did you unmute your mic? Please unmute your mic. You should probably talk to him. Okay. Or you could tell him about the problem. Okay. You could say, hey, I want to be more like Jesus. God, can you teach me more about Jesus? More, more, more. More, more, more. To be more like you, Jesus. All right, so people have abandoned Paul and many groups aggravated him. However, Jesus was enough, even when Paul was alone. So Paul was alone. He was in storms. He was beat, tortured, shipwrecked. So Paul went through so many things because he believed in doing, because of his Damascus Road experience, I believe. So what are your dreams for a great life, Derek? Hmm. My dreams for a great life. Unmute, unmute, unmute. My dreams... For a great life, 
Well, I, I guess, guess I should say world peace. Everyone getting along. Me, like, making my very own company in the future. Nice and peaceful. Okay. About you, Yanni. Dreams for a great life. What are they? My dreams for a great life is to be like you said. I want to be more like God. I want to be closer to God or something. Okay. Is that it? Okay, so what about great dreams to have an awesome uh, husband for Iyadi? Great dreams to have an awesome wife for Derek? Great dreams to have grandchildren from Derek and Iyadi? Great dreams that they do well? Uh, in society. Those are my dreams. Amen. That you have an awesome uh, wife or husband as it applies to you guys, but that they also, that they are believers and have the same like passion for serving God. Okay. So those are my dreams. So why do you think status is so important to us? Status meaning your position in life. So right now you're students, but ultimately you're going to be owners of companies. You're going to be father. You're going to be wife. You're going to be uh, mother. You're going to be husband. And so, so why is status so important? So it says there, make us feel uh, like, um, what it says, feel that our lives matter. But how many of you know that in Christ Jesus and through God, you've been created for a purpose? And so your life does matter. Your life is important to God, and he has given you a purpose to do something great in life. So what status did Paul surrender to live for Christ? What do you think he surrendered? What did he give up? His wife. His what? His wife. His wife? His wife. His life. Okay. So he was a tent maker. He was, uh, yeah, he was a part of the Sanhedrin. So he was a powerful member of the Sanhedrin. He was second only to the chief priest. So that was a status or position in life, okay? So Paul gave it up, okay? 
Wow, look at my pencil. I, I always wanted to try that, so. All right, so during his life, was he highly regarded by Rome? What do you think? The Romans? He was a Roman citizen as well. Uh-oh. No. During his life, was he highly regarded by the Jews? No. No. Did Christians ever argue with him or doubt him? Yes. Okay, yes. Oh, that's interesting. I, I did that. I can't believe it. Okay, so in fact, Paul writes this letter from prison, not from a palace, right? He even dies for his faith. He did not seek to attain more power. Instead, he just pointed people toward Jesus whether we covet possessions, relationships, or a specific status, right? We need to realize that true contentment comes from who? Jesus. Right? From learning about Jesus, from accepting Jesus as Lord. He satisfies some of our needs. Are all of our needs. Yes. I'm, I'm so grateful. We do not need stuff because we have Jesus. He is all we need. What do you need to please people? No, we do not need to please people. Sorry about that. We need to please Christ. He is all we need. We do not need position or status because we matter to Jesus. He is all we need. Okay, so my personal testimony about learning about Jesus and all that we need. So growing up, growing up, it was tough for me because my mother and father had divorced. And so I had to work through my identity crisis issues because my father and mother weren't together. I had to work through the fact that things that I had to deal with as a male child, I had to trust God. I had to trust God. My mother was there for me, but at the time my father wasn't. And so I had to learn and then to begin to lean on Christ example and then learn about who God was and so God, Abba, 
became my father. I was in a place of vulnerability because, you know, the, the things that they talk about, my status in life, the things are tangible things in life. And I forgot what the third one was. Let's take a look. I forgot what it was. And so, but anyway, I had to, re I had to rethink my whole life and the different things that I had to work through to understand about Jesus and understand about God for my life. But I'm so grateful today that I chose to follow after Jesus. I chose the pathway for my life to become a disciple for Christ. I would spend many hours just reading the Bible. We're talking two, three hours or more a night. And then one day, God began to speak to me about going to the club. I was going to the club. I was drinking. And he said the club was not a place for me. And that night, when he spoke to me, I stopped. He spoke to me about the words that were coming out of my mouth. And I was cursing. He said, stop cursing. He said, you're a vessel of honor. And I need you to speak my word. And so I was obedient with God in that area. Then one day he told me to get rid of the alcohol, the liquor, um, the cavassier, the, the drinking. I heard the voice of God. And I stopped instantaneously that day. I stopped drinking. And I should have poured out my, I did pour out my, my alcohol that I had. I had one unopened bottle. I gave it to someone and I should have just thrown it away. And so that's the impact that following Jesus had on my life. And at the time I started singing in the choir, he said, you're, you're a vessel set aside to sing the praises unto me and for men and women to see and to hear it. And so as I trusted God and gave my life over, he filled me with this Holy Spirit. He filled me with the power of his move in my life. And I'm so grateful for that on today and I'm grateful for this lesson. And so I'm, let's pray out. And I'm telling you, I, I, I am so touched by the spirit of God right now in this moment, because I chose to give my life over to him. I chose to live for Christ. I know they said, well, he chose you, but I went looking, I went searching uh, for the God of heaven and earth, for the true God that has the cattle on a thousand hills. Father, we thank you for every student. We thank you for every ear. We thank you, Lord God, that we are truly content in whatever state that we are in right now. We thank you, Father. We lift you up. 
that every student understand that Jesus is enough, that, you know, we get material things in life and et cetera, but that you are more than enough for us. You are the captain of time and of resource. You are the commander, hallelujah, and chief of the heavens. And you have allocated us to have dominion and authority on the earth right here. And that's more than enough in Jesus Christ. And we thank you and we glorify you that this word is going into every heart, into every ear across the world. And we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus and we glorify you. Amen. Amen. This is Pastor Derek Fletcher on today telling you thank you for joining us on today and thank you uh, for being a part of our our uh, online uh, youth church with Derek and Iyani Fletcher. And God bless you on today. And thank you so very much. Someday.